You are listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 278. Hello, and welcome to the Savvy Painter Podcast. If you've never really thought about what it means to you to be an artist, in this episode, we're going to talk about why it matters and how getting clarity on what it means to you will help you become a more confident painter and then show and sell your work without kind of stressing out about it. A lot of times after making the decision to be an artist, after making the decision as an adult, let's say, because I know a lot of people think like when, like I decided when I was a kid, but let's just say after making the decision as an adult to pursue this vocation and declaring that, yes, I am an artist, this is what I do. We don't often really think about what that means other than, okay, now I paint. Now this is how I make my living. So in this episode, I'm inviting you to get a little more clarity on how you define that for yourself and to just notice all of the ways that you describe it, either internally or to other people and what that creates for you. I think a lot of times artists will talk about concepts without really taking a minute to recognize what that concept means to them personally. And if you're not clear on what that is, you produce unintentional results, maybe results that are the opposite of what you actually want. So we have our style of painting, which I think of as technique and subject matter. This is something that can change. This is something that we can play around with. And it might change frequently as you hone your skills and learn new ways of painting. Then we have our voice. Our voice is what I think of as our philosophy of painting. Our voice is something deeper than style. It doesn't change as much. It may evolve as your thinking evolves, but it's more solid. I kind of think of it like our values as people, not painting values, but our values as people, they may evolve over time, but our core pretty much stays the same. So our style and our voice is about how we paint, how we think about our painting and our subject. And then we have our identity as an artist our self-concept as an artist. And I sort of use those terms interchangeably, but our self-concept, our identity, this is how we understand ourselves as the person who creates the art. And that is what I want to focus on today specifically. And I recently talked about this in Mindset Monday. So I'm going to share that talk with you. I wanted to introduce it this way because I think these three things really work together And I think it's really helpful to understand all of them and how they impact you. So last week on the podcast in episode, it was where we at? I think it's episode 277. We looked at the stories we tell ourselves and how that impacts our experience in the studio. Today, I want to invite you to really think about your self-concept as an artist And by that, I mean, how do you see yourself? What is your artist identity? Your self-concept, your artist identity is what you believe about yourself deep down as an artist. And the reason I think it's so important to, to just be bring some awareness to it and assess it a little bit is because it determines how you show up and what you do. 
And what you do includes creating your art, includes showing your art to like what you do would be like the actual creation of your art, showing your art to other people and even offering your art for sale. Often there's layers to the self-concept, but just to give you a couple examples that are sort of like at the top, top layer, a self-concept could be defined by what an artist sees themselves as. So for example, I'm a beginning artist, or I'm a full-time artist, or I'm a self-taught artist, or I'm an abstract artist, I'm a representational artist. So those are like the high level things. Or sometimes artists will define themselves by accomplishments. And that might include like, okay, I'm a gallery artist, or I'm an artist, but I haven't sold my work yet. I'm an artist and I'm starting to sell my work. And sometimes artists will define themselves by what they've not accomplished. So examples of that might include, I don't sell my work. I don't show my work. I'm not good at color, you know, things like that. And so I just wanted to invite you to take a few seconds or a few minutes even to just think about yourself And think about what your self-concept as an artist is. How do you see yourself, the artist who creates the work? What are the labels that you put on yourselves? And when you do this, when you sort of like take this, take my invitation, just list them all out without any judgment, be really neutral about it. And just, you're just noticing what comes up. This is super important because how you see yourself as an artist, affects so much how you show up. It affects the possibilities and the opportunities that you'll allow yourself to step into. And I've been thinking about this lately in my own practice and with some of the artists that I work with, like, here's what tends to happen. Like if your self-concept is attached to the outcome, then as long as things go well in a painting, then you're going to be happy. If the self-concept is like, I'm a beginner, As long as people praise the work, then you're going to be content with this current skill set that you have. If your self-concept is that you're an artist who can't manage her studio time, for example, then as long as nobody interrupts you in the studio, you're going to have a good day. But as soon as, like in that example, as soon as the kids call or work gets hectic or life just happens, things start to fall apart. As soon as you know, if you're really attached to, if the self-concept is attached to the outcome, then as soon as you get to the messy middle and what's happening on the canvas isn't matching on what's in the head and your self-concept is completely attached to that, then things start to spiral. Or like as soon as positive feedback isn't received, then second guessing starts to come in and you start wondering like, oh, is this really like is this okay? Did I paint it right? Is it like nobody's saying anything or all these little things that start to come off of that? There's these little like twinge of anxiety or doubt or frustration. And that can be, if we're not aware of it, that can be the start of that kind of like spirally thing that happens. And often that's when self-sabotage kicks in. That's when we start to do things that maybe aren't in alignment with who, like with our goals or who we hope to be. Your self-concept also is what sets your internal thermometer of who you are. And I talked about the artist thermostat in episode 273. So like three or four episodes ago, episode 273 of the podcast, I went really deep into that. But this idea of the 
artist thermometer, the artist thermostat is sometimes, even though we want to believe that we're a bona fide artist, there's a little, little part of us that's maybe not quite sure. And that belief that's not quite sure is going to act as a thermostat. So when things get hot, it's going to cool things down. When things get a little chilly, then the heater is going to kick in. If there's a part of you that thinks that you can't do it, when you get to a certain place where you might prove yourself wrong, your thermostat kicks in and it regulates you back to the place where you're comfortable. So you might not 100% believe that you're an artist who can consistently get your work done and finish a series, for example. So when you start a painting series, you'll only get as far as your self-concept allows you to. Once you kind of flirt with that line or you go a little bit over, your internal regulator, if you're not aware of it, is going to kick in. You'll be certain that the other idea that you had is so much better. For example, thinking about working on a series, you'll be like, oh man, I should have done that other thing. And then you switch to a new subject matter. So you don't finish the series. So you're staying in alignment as like the artist who you believe you are, which is you can, you don't think that you can consistently get your work done and finish a series, or you'll suddenly find yourself uh, procrastinating maybe, or resisting going into the studio. It'll be different for everybody what you do, but you'll find a way to delay or not finish the series at all. If you think that you're an artist who if that's your self-concept as an artist. Another example would be like, you might not 100% believe that you're an artist who can effectively manage your time. So maybe you get to a place where you get into the studio consistently. So you can put it on your schedule, you can put it on your calendar or whatever, but that's as far as your self-concept goes. And when it comes time to do it, when you're there, you don't complete the work that you wanted to do. You've only gotten as far as your belief about about yourself will allow you to. Another example would be you might not 100% believe that you're an artist who can make a living off of your art. You want to, you want to believe that you can, but there's this little part of you that doesn't agree. And that part of you thinks that it's impossible to make a living as an artist. That's the part that thinks that it's impossible, or that's the part that thinks that only other people can do it. That's for like, Other people can do that. I can't. Maybe a few artists do it. And that's a magical thing that happens, but I'm not really one of them. So you'll be able to get to the place that you believe in, and then you'll stop. So maybe you'll create the work, but you won't actually finish your website. So nobody else can see it. And then you're not in a position to sell your art. So The good news is, is that our self-concept as an artist is something that we do create for ourselves. It doesn't come from the outside. We define what it is for ourselves. And, you know, like this has been sort of the recurring theme of a lot of the the most recent podcasts is, is we create everything that we do, everything that we are, everything that is on our canvas, we create it in our minds first. And then we bring it out. So your self-concept is something that you created in your mind first, and then you live into it because we're constantly evolving and we're constantly becoming. And who we are becoming is the idea that we have about ourselves. So I think it's really important to create like an idea that you want to live into and not fall back on a version of yourself that you actually don't want to live into. And this it's not stagnant. 
it's a very consistent growing and evolving into our belief about who we are. And to me, that's what is kind of exciting about it. And whatever, I'm a dork. So I think it's kind of fun. (laughs) As we grow into our higher selves, I think it's really important to be very, very intentional about it. So first, what that means is really thinking about what is your self-concept and how would you personally define it? Like if you just kind of set your baseline for where you are right now, if you were just, again, just be really objective about it and super important to be non-judgmental because if we... For example, if you take my invitation and you start to sort of like really think about like, what is my self-concept as an artist? And you start to write down these things about yourself. If you're judgmental about it, there will be a temptation to edit it or to be like, oh, no, that's not what I want. For example, like, I don't want to be an artist who thinks that they can't sell their work. So I'm not going to own up to that. And if you push it aside, don't own up to it. That's how that part of your self-concept, those types of beliefs will kind of like, they don't go away. They'll just kind of be like, okay, we'll we'll come out in a different way. So that's why it's really, really important to just be, just write it all down and not have any judgment about it, not censor yourself. Most of the time, artists haven't truly, truly defined what kind of an artist they are or what kind of an artist they want to evolve into. So their self-concept of who they are as an artist, it tends to be this kind of like mashup of lots and lots of ideas and myths and stories from tons of sources that maybe you don't agree with, or maybe they contradict each other. We might take a little bit from our teachers, a little bit from our parents, a little bit from social media, a little bit from our culture, how our culture sees artists, and then maybe add a dash from something that we read in a book a long time ago, or this is what I always think is funny. Just thinking about it, like when you really kind of break it down, like our interpretation of an author's interpretation of an artist who lived 300 years ago. And of course, there's lots of clues. And of course, that there can be lots of very, very educated guesses. But at the end of the day, they're kind of educated guesses. So like, those are the things that I really like to kind of question and notice when I think it's really fun. (laughs) Like when I find those, cause I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think Rembrandt probably did. Or that's what I think, you know, like, I don't know, Caravaggio was thinking, but who knows? So often we're not even conscious of what our own self-concept truly is. And this is just the lens that we've accepted, but it colors everything that we do. And it colors what we think is possible or not possible for ourselves. So I want to challenge you to go a little bit deeper and really, really examine what you think that means, where you got those ideas, and then decide if you want to keep them, if that's what you want your self-concept to be. So like the best example I can think of as a self-concept that I think most artists don't particularly like is the idea that an artist has to struggle all the time or that an artist, that it's really, really hard and to make a living as an artist, that it's almost impossible, like that kind of thing. If you just eliminate it, if you just decided like that is not going to be my self-concept, then that changes how you see things. It changes how you see yourself 
and your capabilities as an artist. So that is like one of the most powerful kind of byproduct side effect of making this list and then deciding on purpose what you want your self-concept as an artist to be. And then once you sort of start to identify that, you'll find ways to step into that. You'll find ways to become that person. And it really is... Like once you're really, really clear on that, you'll be able to make decisions easier and you'll be able to like really think about like instead of an infinite number of possibilities, it sort of it narrows it down to like, what is it that I as I with my own definition, my own self-concept as an artist, how will I respond to that? And then the last thing that I kind of want to mention about this is, is a lot of people kind of interpret this as a fake it till you make it mentality. And I really don't like that term. I don't think it's useful. And the reason I don't is just like, again, like language is really important. So if you think about it, like I'm faking it until I make it, then you're pretending like it's fake. (laughs) And that sort of invites like all sorts of other connotations and all sorts of other understandings and all sorts of like this belief that I'm not really that and I'm a fraud, it kind of like, I think it really pushes people in that direction. And so the way that I really think about it is, this is me stepping into and becoming the artist that I want to be. This is me growing and evolving into the artist and the person that I am deciding on purpose with intention to be versus just allowing myself to be kind of at the mercy of all of these thoughts and opinions about what it means to be an artist and never really deciding what that means for myself. I think that's such a more powerful place to be in. So that's what I have for you today. I just want to invite you to really think about like the self, like who are you now as an artist? Like what do you find when you just notice all of those beliefs that you have about yourself as an artist? And then eventually you want to get to, do I like this? Do I want to keep that? How is that showing up? Is it producing results that I like? Or, oh, now I totally understand. And this is why not censoring yourself is so important. Now I understand why even though I intellectually know better, I do these other things that are opposite of what I want. I see it now. It's because in the back of my head, I was believing this thing about myself. But if I choose something different, that opens up a whole other world of possibilities. All right. So with awareness, with self-assessment comes the power to decide on purpose what your self-concept is. And once you've made that decision, then you can start to step into it and start living it. And when you see that, like when you're looking for it, then you'll start to see all the opportunities and the possibilities that exist for you with that self-concept. So that's what I have for you today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody, and talk to you soon. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, you stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.